Hi, and welcome back to Bringing Up Beauty, hosted by me, Tiernan, your resident nurse, self-proclaimed beauty nerd with a serious skin obsession. I'm a cosmetic nurse specializing in skin injectables and a midwife, but I'm really just somebody who loves all things education and self-empowerment. I'll be here weekly, I hope anyway, bringing up beauty, where I feel like the last decade, it feels like all things beauty treatments, regimes, procedures, as well as just purchasing store has generated a little bit of hate. I know myself, I've felt condemned to health the procedures I have had done, not only by friends, but by many around me. It's okay. Here at Bringing Up Beauty, we talk about products, we'll have interviews with amazing guests, as well as just every mood of the trending beauty. I'm also here to talk about what I've had have done, currently having done, and if you have any questions or emails for me, please send me through some information at uh, nurse.tnn.beauty at gmail.com, or you can always contact me through Instagram. I'm always there as well. So this week's highlight product is called, well, it is called Medicaid is the brand and they, the product that I'm going to tell you about today is actually something called a blemish control pad. So I, as we all know, if you've been following along at home, I have very oily and acne prone skin. I have used in the past the Ozskin blemish control pads um, and found them really, really great because it's like almost toning your skin with either salicylic or some form of uh, undertonal acid that allows the removal of any dirt or bacteria before then applying your normal regular um, options. But that <laughs> that product itself costs literally an arm and a leg. And in, in America, it's a lot cheaper, but in Australia, it's not. And I think they're about $90 to $100 per um, little buy. And you use one every day. And so for me, that's like... I don't know. I, that's like sometimes a whole shift. Like if it, if I worked for four hours or something, that's a whole shift. I can't afford that. Whereas um, Kayla at Sunday Skin, we were talking about the other day and she was like, I love these. And I was like, okay, I'll give them a go. And so I've been using them for three weeks and I really do love them. Um, the pricing on it, I think is about $60 and there's 60 pads. So I use mine at nighttime. It does say morning and night, but I don't think it's really necessary because in the morning I'm not really taking off a hell of a lot other than washing off the products that I've had on overnight. So I don't really find that I need to use it in the morning. The This one specifically has in it 2% salicylic and it's an alcohol-free serum that leaves the skin hydrated and silky. It does get quite um, wet when I apply it sometimes. And I do wait a fair bit of time between that and applying my retinol or my turnover serum. So it's really dependent on um, what your skin type's like, how you treat your skin during the day, as well as if you've had makeup on or thick makeup. But I would recommend using it or even trialing it or send me some questions if you're not sure about it. Definitely for somebody who has um, more acne prone skin, bacteria in the skin. I've even found actually with a couple of my dark blackheads that it actually has pulled out um, the coloring a little bit. So that could be that or it could be something else. Who knows? I also had some filler in my temples this week. So people might not think about te um, temple filler very often and that's completely fair. I have had my cheeks done and my lower face done quite regularly. So I had a little bit of distortion through the cheeks and then it hollowed in at my temples and then went up to my forehead, which is quite large, which makes you look quite aged in certain areas and people. Well, I think that anyway. So I had half a milli side injected into onto the temporal bone. Um, it is a little bit of a dangerous procedure just because it is so close to many um, very superficial vessels that require that send blood supply to the eyes and other areas. Loved it. Think it's great. Um, 
if you are seeing an injector, just have a chat about what they can um, do or potentially talk about. But um, temple filler is something that's really underrated, but really does change the distortion of the face. So for this week's episode, it's a bit of a quick one. I have been away over the weekend and there's a little bit just going on around, I guess. So whenever we enter a procedure that we are considering having done or even just a consultation that you're having with somebody, and it could not even be about like filler or skin or anything like that. It could be about having a consultation with a um, a dermatologist about um, a mole or any of these um, possibilities that we could be entering into a consultation and then we go ahead having um, an expectation of what that looks like. So I just kind of want to break it down really simply um, for when you are experiencing this type of a situation. So we all think about what we think should happen and therefore the outcome that it should look like, right? Particularly, I am going to use um, injecting as a specific one as well as skin because this is obviously what I deal with. So when you have a consultation with an injector, like a female, male, doctor, nurse, anything like that, it all should kind of have a similar flow. So you should be greeted. You should sign a, um, a disclaimer to say that you're coming and these are your information details. This is your payment information as well as then a consent form. So the experienced practitioner will run through all of the risks, adverse events, costing of it, as well as what is expected and the outcome. So what's expected um, and what is likely to happen. And then they also go through, I guess, the risks of what potentially could happen. Images should be taken as well as a detailed understanding. And then the uh, patient or the consumer should then be able to come back and say, yes, okay, I understand and then the consent is signed with both parties. So a couple of really important ones are consent sign, images taken, expectation of the person, as well as the expectation of the reality of the situation. So particularly with something like Botox or uh, filler, we'll use, uh, we'll use anti-wrinkle this time, there's an expectation that it could be a slight movement change or no movement at all or um, a really smooth area or the lines and wrinkles are gone or there's no wrinkles at all. Everyone has a different expectation of what they'd like. Some others obviously I say want no movement. Others say they want their wrinkles gone. When you're dealing with a patient who has quite long-term uh long-term wrinkles in the skin due to lots of movement over a lot of time those wrinkles aren't going to go straight away things like that so you have to be able to describe to the patient or the consumer what is going to happen the reality of the situation versus their expectations unfortunately a lot of people come into my room and they want to have a full facelift for three hundred dollars and it just doesn't that's just not able i can definitely reduce the movement and to hopefully enable the skin to rejuvenate therefore reducing the wrinkles but i cannot change um a lot of things about a patient simply by using um, anti-wrinkle products this also comes down to once the procedure is done and how that highlights to the patient their expectations in the coming weeks unfortunately there is a risk when at any point at any procedure that i do that there might be an adverse event. So there might be a change in a certain part of the face. You potentially can have some clenching in an area you didn't expect. You could have referring wrinkles. There's a lot of things that can potentially happen, but all of those are discussed prior to the treatment even happening. Now, if you don't feel like you're listening to what your um, practitioner is saying to you, and then after the um, 
the procedures happened and in the coming weeks, your expectation wasn't met. So it's really tricky to try and navigate this little path of this is what we think will happen, but this and this and this could also happen leading to this. So when it comes to using anti-wrinkle and dermal filler, I never, ever, ever do a procedure hoping that the adverse or the risk possibility of the procedure happens. Never, never. Why would I want to hurt and make somebody feel bad or, or give them a concern? That, that's not the point. People come to injectors to be able to fix or feel better. And, but unfortunately, sometimes we have adverse events. So this, I can relate this back to my midwifery life as well. Sometimes, you know, you have a patient who expects a certain type of a birth and something goes wrong in that, you know, in that procedure, in that time that we're wanting to go ahead and do that birth. And then it leads to a different outcome. Everything that we step into, we have an expectation, but the reality can be sometimes very different. So today's episode is so quick and so sharp and so short because I want to make it really clear to us consumers. And that includes me. Sometimes I walk into a place and I expect, oh, a million bucks and I get $1. I expect something that's not going to happen. So how do we change our perception of the expectations into the reality of the situation? One, take your own before and after photos. Two, ask as many questions as possible prior to having the procedure. Three, understand that sometimes things do happen that are completely out of our control. I know anatomy so well and I go to so many extra courses to do anatomy that, you know, I really pride myself in understanding that capacity of the face and everywhere else. But sometimes I don't have control of somebody's anatomy and I can't see their anatomy. It could change, it could differ. And so sometimes it, it, it's really out of my hands. And then finally, when something does not go right in your eyes, make sure you go back to your practitioner and speak with them directly first. Have a big detailed meeting, talk it through. If it's something that's irreversible, irre- that's great. If it's something like Botox that's going to take a couple of weeks to settle, you know, we have to understand that it is part of the parcel of the risk of having any type of injectable procedures, skin procedures, even, you know, having a baby, having a baby. So it's just, it's just a little bit of a reminder to everybody that, um, you know, be nice out there to, to the people who are trying to help you in these situations and make sure you have a full consultation and understand that you understand what's being told to you. Sometimes the information can be breezed across too quickly. You might not be taking it in. You're thinking about the needle rather than what actually could happen. Lots of things. So it's just a little bit of uh, just a little bit of a um, chat about it today. Um, because at the end of the day, if you are concerned about something, it is best to go back to the person who did do the procedure rather than seeking advice from somebody else who didn't. And I'd also definitely recommend being really um, honest and not expecting too much from them in the way of money returns or things like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. The product still has been used. Um, and that's really dependent on the clinic whether they decide to refund or not. But other than that, it is coming into the Christmas period, which is so exciting. I love Christmas so much. And if you are thinking about having some injectables done before Christmas, remember, filler takes about four to six weeks to settle. So yes, you can definitely have um, your lips done or your cheeks done or your chin or jaw, anything like that. Botox takes, oh, sorry, (laughs) 
Anti-wrinkle products take between 7 to 14 days to settle. Um, and if do something does go a little bit pear-shaped, obviously it needs time for that to actually wear off as well. So I would definitely, if you have a special occasion, six weeks prior to that is when I would say having your services done. Um, because if there's any adjustments or tweaks that need to be made, you've got a period of time to do that in. Um, if you are looking for me to do any of your injectables or some skins, PRP, laser, anything like that, you can send me an email at nurse.tina.beauty at gmail.com or you can head over to, ooh, pardon me, you can head over to my website to see where I am injecting at the moment. So thank you for joining me for another episode of Bringing Up Beauty today. It's always such a pleasure to share with my experiences, knowledge, as well as just my real obsession about skin and beauty. So let me know what you think of today's episode. Your, your review would mean the world. And if you would let another beauty obsessed gal in on our secret, I'd be super happy. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. And finally, be the girl who loves every breath she takes. If the world isn't working for you right now, just remember everything is temporary. I recently made a big jump and I have a feeling I won't be regretting it. Till next time, beauties. Bye.